Three, two, one. Welcome. This is Hellzilla Weekly Podcast episode coming out to you live from Singapore and Denmark this time around. It is a beautiful sunny morning, uh, both in um, Singapore and Denmark, what I'm hearing so far. Um, this week um, obviously uh, comes to you directly f- still from the coronavirus um, lockdown period, hopefully across the world. Um, you know, things would get better soon enough. It, it does seem still a bit murky, but hey, we just need to control the controllable. Stay inside, stay safe, uh, and stay sane uh, at the same time um, through our own healthy habits, um, whatever those might be. This is the best best period of them all to build your healthy habits, so do make sure you, you focus on that. And one of the great things um, to do to support you on that is to obviously download the HealthZilla app um, on the Apple App Store. Um, and did you know that HealthZilla app actually reads and analyzes 20 different data types uh, from different health, fitness, nutrition, and mindfulness apps and other wearable devices and helps you track, build, and sustain a set of healthy habits in the long run? Um, and obviously, all this is for free. So go ahead, uh, head down to the App Store and download your, your version of HealthZilla uh, today. Um, so today we will be diving in deep into um, a very interesting topic, very close to Heldzilla's heart and our hearts as well, which is how to actually integrate tech, uh, wearable tech and other tech into um, your healthy habits and daily routines um, as well. And for that, we are joined by Laura. Uh, Laura is the CEO of Heldzilla. I'm joined um, with me on many podcasts previously as well. How are you today, Laura? I'm great. Thank you, Nico. It's a Fun. sunny day in Singapore. Fantastic. Did you make those avocado toasts for breakfast this, uh, again? I did. Once my intermittent fast was over, that was like, you know, peep in my mouth, that delicious avocado toast. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. And today's special guest um, is, uh, is truly special, actually, and we are so blessed to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Suzanne Sauermann. Um, Suzanne is a global transformation tech consultant delivering innovative growth within fitness, fashion, luxury, and retail. She is also a tech investor, columnist, keynote speaker, amongst all those other crazy, crazy um, feats that, that she's done over her, um, her career. Welcome, Suzanne. How are you? Hey, Nico. Thank you very much for the warm welcome. I'm really good. Really good. The sun is starting to peep out here in Denmark. I think both of you have much warmer temperatures, so I'm just a little jealous. But I'm so happy to be here and to talk to you too. Um, I've been a big, big um, admirer of what you do at HealthZilla. And I just think what you guys do has been something that I've always, you know, dreamed of. We, we do bringing, to, bringing together all our sort of health data. So super excited to speak to you. Absolutely. It's so great to have you, have you here. So you are based in, in Copenhagen, right? I'm based in Copenhagen, yes. And you've lived there for quite a while or? Yes, I actually, um, <clears throat> so if I backtrack a little bit, I'm, I'm not Danish. Um, I normally get, get asked if I'm Australian living here. So these days I am almost Australian. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I'm actually originally from South Africa, um, but I've spent my, most of my career outside of, of my home country. Um, I've lived in the UK, I've lived in, in Denmark, um, then I lived in San Francisco for a period and then moved back to Denmark a couple of years ago. Um, so I call this home now. Yes, fabulous. So you you are truly a global, global um, person to to say the least. 
Now, could you sort of give us a short introduction to yourself and, and how, what drives you towards, because you obviously are a, 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 a person big in, into tech and integrating tech into your, your, um, health, your daily activities and so forth. So can you give us a sort of short introduction um, of yourself and um, what are your interests and, and, and how did you end up building tech into your daily routine so, so much? Sure. So um, I started my career actually working in technology and it was a, a pure accident. I, um, I did, I studied and then I kind of did my bachelor's and I decided to move to London and I ended up working for um, Motorola within um, less than six months um, moving to London. Um, and after that, I ended up working for a lot of different tech companies um, in different roles, which was sort of mostly focused around marketing then um, commercial sales. Um, and in all these roles, I've always traveled a lot. So I traveled, you know, in my first, I would say when I was in Motorola, I did about 150 days of traveling every, every single year. So that's a lot of traveling. Wow. Um, f fast, fast forward a little bit in that career, you know, and also traveling around the globe. So, the tr so, so being actually surrounded by different cultures, seeing how people are living and also being exposed to sort of, I would say, um, different parts uh, and understanding how in that in those days it was all about how people were using mobile phones this was of course pre-iPhone so I'm sort of you know giving away some of my age here um, but, <laughs> but um, as, as, as I moved along in my career I actually ended up starting working for a company called um, Jabra it's a brand a lot of people are familiar with and there um, I actually started getting a little bit um, I had a few problems with my own health um, where um, I wasn't very happy with the diagnosis I got and I decided to um, through healthy eating and also also changing my lifestyle dramatically um, that I can actually start to pre-cure myself start to cure my, 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 myself in a way and during this period, we actually um, built a headphone where we added um, heart rate to the headphone. And this was before there was heart rate in the, in the Apple Watch. And this is sort of where I started really getting my interest in, wow, we can really change people's lives with technology. Because I think in the beginning when I started my career, it was all about mobile phones. It was connecting people. And I specifically worked around over across Africa and Middle East um, in the beginning um, so of course in those areas communication and connection was always so important so you know that was sort of what I, what I learned from that role but then moving into more okay you can wear something in your ears which can take your heart rate which can improve your run but which can also indicate to you if if you have heart problems you know, if you're about to get heart problems. So, you know, it was just a, an extremely, I'm um, going through that journey, developing the product, testing the product, working with the team and working with some super interesting people um, from across the world to make it happen. I think that's where it sparked in me that, that wow, you know, I really want to do um, something in the technology space where we change people's lives every day. Because at that point, I started actively to, to use technology myself. Um, and, and, and to be honest, you know, that's also the time when all the apps, um, the health apps started, you know, Strava started, um, you know, and, and everybody was sort of logging their runs. And, and as they said, you know, if, if you run and you didn't log in on Strava, it never happened. Right. Um, so in those <laughs> years, so that was kind of the, the beginning and the uptake of the health apps. 
Um, and, and, and that's really where I got my, my appetite, you know, for, for working with technology. And, and ever since, on a daily basis, <laughs> I wear different wearables. Um, I, I track my, my runs, I track my workouts, I track what, how I sleep. Um, and I basically integrate it all um, together to understand also my own patterns and when I can see anything change in my life. So, um, so yeah, that's how it all started, you know. So in, in reality, really core of, of me is, I would say I'm a, I'm a tradition, very traditional CMO background, mm -hmm. but um, have moved more into the innovation from a technology perspective, you know, and really looking at how can we integrate tech um, into our daily lifestyles um, through health, wellness. There's definitely a fashion element, you know, what we wear and how we can wear senses better. Um, and, and also just through, through how can we move content around us to help us because there's so much content. And, and, and that overwhelming feeling, again, I think tech can help with that in, in such a big way. So it's, it's such an interesting background, Suzanne, which you have, because it, it sort of um, feels like you've been like one of the pioneers of, of the wearable tech, um, even, uh, I mean, at, at least towards, you know, using it and developing uh, wearable tech with uh, Jabra as well, obviously, um, you know, pre-iPhone and Apple Watch eras and all, all that as well. Uh, from that angle, because um, you've, you've seen a lot of the wearable devices um, over, over your, um, your career and your, your lifetime. So how is your wearable um, tech history? So obviously, you probably started with Jabra and, and, and so forth. So what types of wearable technologies have you then used um, previously and, and what are you currently using? So <clears throat> I started, um, and, and now I can smile about this as well. I, I remember Jawbone. Do you both remember Jawbone? Yes. <laughs> no. yes. That was I, a I, brand, actually. I, I do, I oh, do Lara, remember that. You, you were too, too young. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, but it was actually, it, it was, um, that was actually one of my very favorites. I, I would call Jawbone, I think they, it's fair to say they created the first um, actual wearable that you wear around your wrist. Yeah, I think that yeah. was fair to say. So it was a very basic band. And then they obviously try to make it look better, you know, in the different versions. But that's actually where I started to really like this sort of, oh, wow, okay, I can, so I can actually track my steps. I can, I, can, I, can, I can actually get some data to tell me, am I moving enough? And I, and I think, you know, if, even if you go back to the beginning of the sort of, of 2010, we were not really that concerned how much we moved. I mean, you know, we were not really that much into how much are we really moving on a daily basis. I think it's over only really since it, it took, kind of kicked off with the sort of, I would say, the iPhone generation when we started to realize, okay, moving is, is really important for us. Um, I also tried um, quite a few. I mean, I've always been a, a person trying all the latest tech, right? Mm. And one of the things um, in wearable tech, and I'm... You know, there's also been a lot of stuff that hasn't worked. And I think everybody knows that, you know, products that, have, that you bought and you tried and it didn't work that well or, or technologies that sits on the wrong parts of the body that, you know, just didn't make any sense. But I think, uh, you know, if we look at what I'm wearing today, I'm, I'm wearing um, my Whoop band um, mm -hmm. and I'm wearing an Apple Watch on the other arm. So... That's sort of my daily, I would say, um, and, and my Apple Watch is the one I kind of show to the world and the Whoop one is the one that's slightly higher up my arm and I, I sort of hide sure. it a little bit under my clothes. Um, is it ugly but, um, or why is that the case? 
Yeah, I mean, Lara, and you and I have spoken about this, you know, it's just not pretty. (laughs) (laughs) They've sort of tried to do their best. And and if you think about the technology they've packed into it and the accuracy of it, I mean, I'm super impressed. But again, you know, I keep thinking in my head, how can we do this even better in terms of so that I, myself and you and all of us on this call actually would, would like to wear that, you know, and be, be fine yeah. with that. I think the Apple Watch, I would still say, is it the prettiest wearable out there? No. <laughs> and, um, but, I, but I have to say, you know, for, again, I think Apple is doing a lot, you know, to improve the look and feel, um, the, the fact that you can change the bands and the color and, and all of that. But I really cannot live without that on my wrist because it, it, it means so much to me in terms of the data it's actually taking from me on a daily basis um, and what it's pulling together, you know, and when I look at my health, uh, my health uh, overall app, mm-hmm. I can see every single bit of data on myself. So I think that's, that's, these two devices are sort of my core. And then I have a, I also have an aura ring, mm-hmm. um, which I use from time to time. I, I think they have really improved um, from the first generations they've created. Oh yeah. I think yeah. if you're a, <laughs> they used to be so awful. That like, oh, exactly. No, exactly. Like, <laughs> Do you remember the big one that came out with a really big stone in it? Yes. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Medieval right? times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I think in many ways, you know, um, they, I think some people just really don't like wearing something on their wrist. And I think uh, if, if you're one of those kind of people, then I think the ring is, it does make sense. You know, it's the basic tracking you, you can get from that. Um, so, absolutely. but those absolutely. are sort of, I would say my core devices. I'm, I'm also, you know, the AirPods, um, as you know, I'm really somebody who's into tracking from the ear. I really believe in the ear is a very stable area. And I think we can do so much more with hearing aids and headphones. Um, and I still believe in this. We need to bring them together somehow. But I think some of the smart companies out there are, are looking into that. I really hope so. Um, but um, I think the AirPods as well, you know, the whole sort of idea that they help you and tell you when you, your music is too loud um, and, 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 you know, bring it down also to protect your hearing. Um, that's another sort of, I would say these days, an element that, that I really appreciate. And, and I think also the, the fact that when you go running, you can put them in and you can let noise in into the new AirPods Pro, but you can also press a button and you can cocoon yourself in when, you, when you're actually at home and you just want to concentrate. So I think that's a nice little feature because a lot of runners, and, and I think all of us on this call, we run, you know, we have, sometimes we get lost in our music, right? Uh, or we get lost in a podcast when we're running. And I think it's good to be able to allow the noise in while you're out on the streets to, to also protect yourself. Um, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. Now that, that is, that is like a, like a perfect silhouette of different wearable devices, which, uh, which you are, you are obviously using, which, which you've obviously used as well previously. Now it is for, for us on this podcast, all of us, um, I think, you know, using wearable devices is, is something which is, you know, just an, just an integral, integral part of life and, and monitoring mm. your, your health and healthy habits as well. I use my Apple watch. I use my ordering aura ring for sleep tracking. I've got, well, these are not wearable devices, but I've got my my Bluetooth uh, blood pressure meter. I've got my thermometer, which I use daily. I, I actually ordered um, 
this from a, from this new startup company, I, I ordered a, another ring which measures your blood oxygen levels during your sleep as well. So okay, I'm sort of what's I'm, the I'm name of that one? Yeah, what's the name? I can't I can't remember that. Um, I, 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 I can share that um, with you, you guys need to on, share the that show, with us. Yeah. Uh, on the show notes. Um, but it, mm. some interesting, interesting uh, wearable devices coming out for sure. And as for what you mentioned, Suzanne, um, you know, companies are developing more and more um, nice um, and interesting wearable devices, um, whether they would be used on, on wrists or fingers or ears or head or wherever. Um, so the... Uh, the question which I get a lot and which a lot of people do raise up in the media as well is, is simply the, the privacy, um, the data privacy uh, issue. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's an issue. I think it's just a question and preference side of things. What is your, your take on this? Um, are you concerned of your data privacy and, and you know, um, these types of things? You know, it's a, it's a great question because it's a debate I constantly have with um, some of my uh, s s some of the people I work with, mm. and 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 we have we have different opinions, right? And then also with my with my friends, um, even you know, because I always I believe if you've googled if you've googled once in your life, your data is up. It's a digital footprint on you mm. as such, yeah. and uh, and it's and it's uh, and, and Google has it right. So and 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 I think. Living a life where you believe that, okay, if I, if I log my blood type or whatever on my iPhone, they're going to happen and, and someone's going to look at me. If you share your data and if you make your, I would say, if you make the products you use on a daily basis smarter, um, it actually learns more. And that means AI can actually then become, you know, it's sort of in your life because it can start to tell you what you need it can give you options data that can because ultimately whether it's a wearable whether it's a you know and, and you know this as well even from your app the more you feed a product with information about yourself the smarter it gets um, you know, if you take an example like Siri, let's just take that because I think that's easy for, for, for a lot of people, you know, the more you speak to Siri and the more Siri gets used to what you like and what you're not like in a shortcut, jumps to it automatically. And, um, and again, but you have to use it. You have to speak to it. You have to act every day or to help you in your house or to switch stuff on and off. Um, questions make lists through it use your voice so i think it comes back to that and then you are sharing data because you're kind of sharing your whole day you know with a with a voice assistant but i think um i i really do not have a problem sharing my data i'm i'm one of those and also you know we started you started the introduction with um you know we're in special times right now and i think this is also opening our eyes that um i mean look at the partnership between google and apple currently um, you know, I'm absolutely sure this is the first time we've ever seen those two companies come together to do something uh, where they believe, you know, they can, they can help society. What is interesting in that is I'm absolutely sure, and I don't know, but the data discussions between those two companies, because they have a very different view on data, as you know, right, over the yeah. years. And, and Apple, of course, you know, is completely almost on the opposite side of, of where Google is. So, but they've managed to come together. So I just think we are seeing a trend of change, you know, because in these days where we are, if we think about how, how is life going to be moving forward, 
we're going to probably have to share some of our data, you know, if, 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 because I don't think, I think there will be a new normal, but I do think we will go back to how we lived before, but I do think there will be some changes and those changes will be around our health and being able to show data of your health. Um, so, so I think we're starting to see a change there. I, I mean, yeah. how, how do you guys see it from your side, from Healthzilla side? I mean, you would probably love it more, love it when, if your um, users share their data. So you yeah, for sure. Have to dictate, you know, because that's how, that's how you get the core information. That's how you understand me and you can make my life better. Yeah, and exactly. If you think about an example that, you know, you're, you're looking for help, you go see a doctor and then you refuse to say a word to the doctor. How on earth is the doctor going to know <laughs> sort of how to help you. And I think this, it's a very similar setting, whether you go see a nutritionist or a meditation guru or whoever, if you want help or any kind of guidance school, you would need to share some of yourself to get that kind of accurate and improving um, recommendation or help or guidance or whatever it is that you're looking for. And especially if, if you think about the, the concept that we analyze uh, 20 different data types um, from, uh, from different, different um, perspectives. So we look at, like you mentioned, uh, the AirPods, they're constantly measuring uh, the noise levels. And as we know, uh, sound has a, has a big impact on your stress levels. So we take that into the, uh, into the equation. And, and we actually, because if we know that you're exposed to, to, um, loud sounds all day long uh, and from a scientific perspective we know that that kind of exposure causes you extra stress we can take th those data into into account once we sort of estimate your stress levels and when we give you the recommendation on how to sort of um, lower your stress we can recommend you to you know uh, protect your your ears better and you mm. know, so, so this is that it's not just about the activity data but all the data we can gather around you that has an impact on your life. So I'm sure, like you mentioned, uh, Google and Apple, they have a very different policy on, you know, when it comes to data and uh, gathering the data and storing the data. And I, I think that would then reflect on you as a consumer, what kind of device do you end up uh, picking? Uh, you know, when you when you buy a new uh, smartphone, because as we all know, uh, Apple keeps your data in in one uh, encrypted uh, place, mm -hmm. and it's a very secure place. Nobody can access it. You can voluntarily share that data or part of that data with, with certain applications, such as Healthzilla or Strava or whichever application do you prefer using. Uh, but you are in control. So that's, I think, for the cautious um, consumers out there who are worried about their data privacy, I would definitely take that into account once you try to decide whether you go the Android way or the Apple way, because they do have different approaches when it comes to storing that data and, and collecting that and sort of making you the, the owner of the data. Because obviously, you know, it, it's wonderful to, to uh, gather all the data you know, to, to build those insights and, and get to know yourself better and optimize your life and whatnot. 
but if you choose to keep it to yourself or if you you know choose to share it with google or for whatever i don't know marketing purposes or whatnot i think as consumers we we should be better um, educated on you know where is my data going or is it you know where is it kept who's who's going to get access to that data mm. it's interesting go ahead susan it's an interesting discussion. Sorry, Nico. You know, but what's interesting there is, I keep, and exactly, Laura, I keep thinking about that myself, right? I keep thinking to myself, who is it because we are not telling consumers um, how the data is being used? Is it because people truly don't maybe understand what, how we see it? Like the three of us understand it. You know, you know what I mean? And sometimes I think there's something in that because... You also, if you look, I look a lot into the future. Where are we going? What, what's going to happen next? And if you, if you think about it, you know, who ultimately will own, will own the, the sort of the health um, area? You know, who will, take, who will take the sort of health space eventually? Will it be a tech company? Will it be pharmaceutical companies? Or will it be primary care um, health in, in, in the different countries? You know, again, there's definitely right now there's a movement and, and we don't know, but this is sort of when I look at the three pillars and I look into the future and, and you know where, where we're going, it's, it's very likely that any of these could actually be the, the owners of our data moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just wish people would understand how much they can get when you share your data, how much more you get back. Um, that's, that's, there's so much truth in that. I like and it's we, also for I, the I, common good. Okay, go ahead, yeah, so if, if you think about it, like uh, based on the conversations we're having with the healthcare sector, they're really interested in the data because obviously a lot of the mundane work currently, uh, you know, that the doctors do just asking very basic questions about your lifestyle and, you know, your healthy habits and whatnot, which would help them then sort of categorize you and maybe um, improve the efficacy of, of them uh, finding the right diagnosis. This is currently that they're wasting so much manpower into this mundane stuff. And the healthcare, a lot of the innovative healthcare players, they know they could actually automate this part of the process entirely with smart use of data. But then there's regulation. Then there's a lot of consumers who are skeptical about sharing the data uh, or gathering the data. And then there's, you know, there's the insurance sector who also uh, would love to get their hands on the data and maybe use it in a great manner or maybe use it in a you know, nasty manner to, you know, punish those who are not mm-hmm. active. And, and it, it just becomes a big, big equation. But I think in five years, uh, th- this will be the norm. You, you won't be wasting uh, the time of your doctor into mundane things so that they can actually focus on the things that they're good at, like actually, you know, curing you when you're sick or do, doing more accurate analysis and, and, and uh, diagnosis and that kind of stuff. So the, the industry is definitely moving into that direction, but it's just very slow to move there. Absolutely, absolutely. I fully agree with both of you. And, and basically, the, um, the, there's so much more upside um, versus any downside, which, is, which, might, which might be found on sharing your data. Um, because, you know, it was a great example you shared on, on the earpods, perhaps, you know, um, uh, not, notifying you if, if, if you are exposed to, loud, you know, loud noises or loud uh, sound um, for a longer period of time. Because these are things that we might not even notice ourselves, uh, right? Um, mm. So 
as, as an example, I, I woke up this morning. Um, my I felt fine, uh, but my HRV was heart rate variability was very low. Uh, it's and I could not have like noticed that myself, but through um, Healthzilla. Um, and Aura, so both both these gadgets um, gave me low HRV measurements because I, I had a you know cocktail last night. So you can you can clearly see that there 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 are areas in your life which you cannot even notice that you, with with the help of wearable devices and data which you are sharing, um, you are actually able to prevent illnesses and prevent you getting from getting sick prevent um, from long-term diseases and, and everything else. So the upside is absolutely massive in this. So I don't think that, I mean, yes, sure, um, data privacy is it is an issue and it will always be a question mark, but I think at least we we are on the same board here in terms of the, the upside that we can all gain from sharing our data. But just turning the, the leaf a bit back to, you know, uh, actually using the um, wearable uh, devices, wearable technology, because Suzanne, um, uh, you you obviously are, are like a pioneer in, in this in this sector. So, could you sort of outline what kinds of uh, daily self care routines and fitness regime, and other healthy habits, um, what what you might have, and how does technology actually help you with that? Sure, Nico. I mean, I I have to say, you know. I have some friends who look at me and, and, you know, they think that I'm, I'm, I would use the word strange, <laughs> you know, sometimes because I use technology a lot in my daily life and it's, it's on various levels, right? I, that's why I call it lifestyle. I, you know, how to integrate technology into your lifestyle because, um, and, and I keep saying those words because to me, it's about, you know, instead of always looking at it very negatively, and a lot of people do look at technology negatively. Yes, screen time is making us ill, and but ultimately, we're in control. We're the ones that can actually control this in a better way. And when I um, so there's been a lot of reasons why I've uh, sort of started some routines where technology is very key. But for example, in the morning when I wake up, um, and it's because I haven't been. There was a time when I would wake up, and like a lot of people, probably also listening. You know, I would lie in my bed and just scroll, scroll in the morning, wake up. I think a lot of people can identify with this. Look at the news, lots of other things, get an update, social media, all the different channels we have. Um, and actually, my, my day would start like that. So with a blue screen or, you know, even if it's in dark mode, with a screen in my, in my eyes. Um, and I decided to, to change that. And it's, it's had such an impact. So what I do in the morning, first thing I, I wake up, I actually speak to Siri. And at that point, um, I, 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 I commanded, I'm sorry, I need to take care that it doesn't go off here in the middle of our discussion. <laughs> but, um, you know, I actually, I actually ask her to switch. To, to, I just say that I'm up. And when I do that, all the alarms um, on my phone or anything like that would just automatically switch off. Um, then I, um, I ask it, I ask it to play some podcasts that I listen to every morning um, and I move the content around the house with my voice. So I have set a rule for myself where I don't look at my screen for at least the first hour and a half of me getting up. Wow. Um, and you know, soon, then I have a routine where I take some hot water with lemon and fresh ginger. And then, you know, I leave the house every morning for a run outside. Um, and of course, you know, that's where I, I wear my, my watch, my whoop, my, my AirPods, you know, I've got everything with me, um, listening, you know, to music. I always need music. I am not a person who can meditate. I have tried and tried 
And my meditation, I, I, I get, and I continue to try to meditate and I want to get better. But I, I, um, my meditation comes when I'm running because I get extremely focused. Um, I can see my day ahead of me. Um, ideas come to me and I just get the stillness in my mind where I really focus and, 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 and for that sort of 30 minutes. So it's always a five to six K run. Um, but you know, again, I use my technology a lot because for me running is a personal, it's my sport against myself or with myself. I actually use it to, um, you know, to, to improve my, what, what I would say, I set goals for myself there. I always run alone. I don't I very rarely run with people. Um, but that means that I track a lot when I'm running. Like I'm really interested in my heart rate. I'm, I'm always afterwards analyzing my run. So, so you know, and, and then looking at the data. And like you said, you woke up this morning, you saw your heart rate. You know, I always look at these small areas because, you know, I come from a family with a lot of heart problems, both on my mother and my father's side. And uh, I, I, I'm constantly aware of that because I'm one of these people. I want to be able to see if there's a problem. And then, as you say, you know, start the pre-curing of something which could really be bad when I get older and start to do that now already. So, so that's also very key in my daily routine for me, you know. Um, I would also say living in Copenhagen, of course, we cycle all day long, as you know, you know, yep, very, yep. very few, few of us have cars. So when you're on the bike, I mean, I actually, again, I use my, um, I use, I, I use the serious voice system through my watch. Um, and I just um, do shopping lists i do you know sort of a, a list of what i need to do what i need to remember who i need to call and i do all of that on the way to work um because that to me that's also a way of kind of planning my morning but on a bike and speaking to 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 a voice assistant again what does that do from a mental health perspective you know it it sort of helps you to plan your day better it's in that sort of commute which a lot of people see also as dead time, you know, unless you listen to a podcast or, or something interesting, but it's really, it's, it, it, it really helps me. And it, it kind of clears my head a little bit. It gets me ahead of the game. Um, I would say also in these days when uh, we are all stuck at home, um, I'm also using my, uh, my watch um, and, and also whip a lot, you know, for, for strain to understand the strain recovery and all of that. But, I'm setting small alarms for myself to remember to actually get a stand up to go for a 15 minute break, 15 minute walk, because, you know, you can sit on zoom calls for eight to nine hours. Um, so I think, you know, also during these, um, really new, I would say new times that we, that we in, and we, we are spending more time at, at home and in front of screens, also reminding you of how to just live slightly, you know, how to get outside, get some air and move more. Um, so those are sort of, you know, I would say the, 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 the key areas where I bring technology in, into, into my life, um, you know, every single day. And also, I'm a big believer, we've been talking about, um, you know, wearing it, do you wear it on your wrist? Do you wear it on your, on, your, on your finger? I'm a big believer in, can we actually start to see sensors on our bodies in other places? And, and of course, the answer is yes. And you know, it, it still surprises me that, that in, even now we, we don't see more of that yet. You know, we don't see active leisure where you actually have a sensor on your body 
that can also guide you, help you when you're running. Are you running in the right format? You know, um, are you are you sitting too much? Are, is your posture wrong? I know there's a few products like that out there, but they still, it's still, I would say there's still a hassle to them because it's something you have to put on you and then you can end up wearing like six devices. Instead, just having sensors built into our clothes um, in a way, right? And um, so, so those are sort of, I would say, you know, I have my routines, but then I also have the things that I kind of dream about that I would love to, to bring in, in into this mix. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, <clears throat> that's most likely something that we will see in the, in the near, not too distant future, is to have these sort of integrated uh, sensors, either in clothing or something you put under your skin or what, whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I've been wondering that myself too. I mean, uh, how hard could it be with, with the modern technology to actually build mm. such, such, such sensors? Um, interestingly, I, I, was, I was very, because I'm trying to sort of find out the, the latest um, uh, on wearable tech and just out of interest because of the fact that you know I try to measure a lot of things in my life as well I was in interested to to get this Dexcom G6 continuous blood glucose monitor like something that you wear all the time and that gives you like live mm. readings of your blood sugar levels um, that that was very interesting because that sort of takes the takes the actual step in like analyzing what actually happens in, inside your body, not just based on sensors themselves, but from your actual blood blood data too. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to to buy one here to Singapore for some reason. I don't I don't know why, but um, it's uh, widely used in in the states at least. Um, but I do see that we are quite rapidly moving towards that direction, whereby you you, you would have more uh, uh, and better sensors and in a more like comprehensive way, where you can have more data come in from one set of um, sensors rather than wearing six different devices on 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 you uh, on yourself as well. So what what other exactly sort of, this? Yeah, go ahead. There's also a product um, that I know was launched last year in in the UK. Um, they actually have a small pop-up store in, in Covent Garden, um, and I just I, I can't remember the name. We, we can share it in the notes afterwards. They actually take a DNA sample, and they take your DNA sample, and then the wearable and your DNA sample actually gets gets merged. Nice. And that's very very interesting, mm. and um, you know because it's then based on on how you live your life. So. So I'll share, I'll share the information on that. Um, I know, of course, we spoke earlier about the whole data discussion, and I know that was a big part of, 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 of you know, as you can imagine, that for them is an, as an obstacle they need to guide consumers in. But this, was a, this is a very interesting product, I think, as well. Um, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I think uh, the next step uh, that we will actually see coming up pretty soon would be the, not sure if you two noticed that Apple was going to, Apple is going to have all the fitness content for free for all the users. Mm. So one thing that's going to happen, they're, they're going to put out some of the cash cow uh, applications out there, not mentioning any names, but the ones who charge you 30 to $50 a month for their mm -hmm. really super simple um, home workouts. Uh, but Apple is going to provide that fitness content, which is, Fabulous, and I think already now because we we three know at least uh, that they do have the the motion tracking uh, within the app technology already. They do get a lot of the biometric data signals, uh, you know, in real time. Um, so if they 
decide to incorporate that seamless data flow that they're getting from your sort of body signals and uh, the motion tracking feature, they will be able to build such amazing um, fitness experience for any of the users because you get the instant feedback on how your body is reacting to the workout that you're currently involved with. And they get sort of the, you know, they could probably even dig deeper into the form. Like, is, how's your form uh, once you're, let's say, doing a squat or whatever. Uh, so, so this will be, I'm, I'm really hoping that they will put some, some effort into this. Because currently, if, if you think about most of the fitness apps, they're just cookie cutters. You know, you have a video and there's a very fit chick or a fit dude. And then they, <laughs> you know, they, they, they do something there and, oh, go harder, go faster. Mm. And then you just try to repeat, but there is no feedback on how you're actually doing. How is your body specifically reacting to, to that kind of workout and those reps and th that intensity and so on. So sort of because we've been dealing with this kind of real-time data and, and sort of using it for optimizing your performance and workouts and whatnot for quite a few years already. So we know the potential of this. And now if they can, because they, they're Apple's hardware is... I, I should I probably shouldn't say it's the best but from a sort of uh, user experience it's just seamless and the accuracy on how they can measure stuff it's just insane so if they can incorporate that data flow into the fitness content that they're going to provide it's going to be the next level workouts really absolutely I totally that, agree with you that, that I totally true. agree with you now, what, what, what other sort of future developments would you, um, Suzanne, see in the, in the wearable tech space? Because um, you obviously follow this uh, from a very close distance, um, both from your career and from your own interest perspective as well. What are your views in terms of the, the future of wearable tech in, in the next few years? And you mentioned smart clothing, maybe some AR, VR for training, um, and these types of stuff. Um, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, and I think Laura just actually did a good segue into it. There's definitely yeah. the whole, as I, as I mentioned earlier, the whole wearing senses on our body because it, it makes so much sense because like you said, we're now in a situation, we all have to train indoors in our homes. And, yeah. um, and, and I, I sometimes, I mean, I do so many of these, but I don't know if I'm, am I standing correctly? Is my back correct? You know, and, and you can actually injure yourself quite, quite badly doing this. This is also why a lot of people right now are also getting trainers online. And then, you know, for, for very, for, for a fraction of the price, because then at least a trainer can watch your body on the zoom call and say, okay, lift your, lift your back or do something different. But I do believe with sensors, we can do that because we've created sensors in the past for running. I don't know if you remember all these older products, where you had a Bluetooth clip on your shoe and a Bluetooth then on your, on yeah. your body. Yeah. And then it would basically guide you through your run, even though it wasn't that accurate, but I'm keep thinking, you know, it shouldn't be that difficult to actually build that into a running outfit. Um, and, and running is just one part, right? I mean, <clears throat> think about yoga, right? Um, it's to say, I know wearable X, I know, um, the, uh, the wearable X team have made these yoga pants. I don't know, Lara, if you've tried them, Nope. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and they're pretty good. I've, I've got a pair, um, but still, I think we need to evolve faster with this. Cause can you imagine if we actually had those products today and we were in this situation where we homebound and this might become more of a reality for us, then I think yeah. th this, this is just part of the future. 
I think other areas which is interesting is um, think about, I don't know if you know this product called Get the Mirror or The Mirror where you yep. put a mirror in your house and you basically have a trainer in front of you. Um, you should check it out, um, their Instagram. It's very interesting. Um, I don't have one myself, um, but I'm on an order list. Um, it's, uh, they seem to have some stock problems. I think maybe it's because, again, because of the situation we ended yeah, in. Yeah, it could be. They were, not, they were not prepared for this because it's quite an expensive item to, have, to buy. But again, the concept is you get a trainer in the mirror and if you if it's switched off, it's just a mirror in your house, and it looks fairly nice. And then you can connect it to an app, and you you can train with the trainer in front of you. Nice. Um, and and you know, so you have that. It looks like someone's standing in front of you, but again, you need the guidance on your body. And I think that's still something where we lack. Again, where we lack some of the connection here. Um, and something else that I think, uh, as you say, you know, this is the whole sort of AR, VR when it becomes key, but I think how we use artificial intelligence also with our data, we talked about the, the whole data um, issue. If you think about it, my watch and, and between the, uh, the Apple watch and whoop, I mean, they have every single bit of data on me. And of course I get the notification. I had a bad night's sleep. I can see that and I can feel it in my body. But I never get any guidance. So, okay, I had a bad night's sleep, but then I would love some guidance. So what should I do during the day to recover? What, exactly. what, can I, what should I eat? Uh, what could I potentially do in my, you know, in a couple of hours to help me to think fresher, to feel better? And, you know, I think that is, that is really the exciting part. And that's an area where I think also, that, that's also what I think what you guys are doing is so amazing. Exactly. Being, Real time being optimization. Exactly. Real time optimization and being an aggregator of bringing all of, everything together. And then you, you, what you bring out at the other end is you bring out sort of real guidance to people. And the minute that happens, I think, Normal, because I, I, I don't think any of us is really normal on this call because we use tech all the time, right? And we, we use it to really optimize our, our lives. But I think people will then understand, okay, now I get why I have to share my data. Because I actually get something back which is guiding me throughout the day. And, and you know, sleep is probably, I always say, you know, my, my, my biggest competitor in, 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 in my life is my health and my sleep. <laughs> Because, you know, and it's, it's work, it's, it's anything I do, my, that, those are my competitors. Because if I don't, you know, sort of take care of, of those two areas, I, I think, and, and ultimately it's sleep, because sleep is probably your overwhelming health factor. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I, I really feel that is such a, um, a, a powerful area to, to take care of. But none of us really have all the answers of how to, you know, how to, how to get a better night's sleep with, with the lifestyles we are leading. Um, so, um, so those are sort of, I would say, very, very interesting. I think also, you know, Google jumping in with Fitbit now, um, you know, absolutely interesting. I think uh, Google, you know, have tried to sort of also create their own, um, their own products, but, but, but really interesting what's going to happen there. I'm, I'm really eager to watch that space. And then, as you know, my, my ultimate and my favorite, um, 
I would say part of technology is, is wearables, is what you wear in your ears. Mm. And I feel that um, Apple, you know, with the AirPods now, the AirPods Pro, I'm, I'm the, the product I'm probably the most excited about in the next year is the next version of AirPods or AirPods okay. Pro. Yeah. Um, because I, I really believe we're going to see more biometrics from the ear measurements um, and potentially also um, year, more hearing capabilities, hearing health. Um, and, 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 and that just excites me because I really feel that the hearing aid sort of industry have not, uh, they, they never really took full advantage of that. Um, so, so for me, you know, I, I, these are sort of the areas I think it's, it's going to be very, very exciting. And, and also, as, as we talked about already, the sensors on our bodies, in clothes, um, where, where, what can we actually, how, how can we buy clothes? And now we all wear active, active leisure all the time, right? We're all yeah. in um, ass leisure every single day. I also think that will become a bigger part of our lives, by the way. But how can we, how can we integrate um, sensors more into that to, to ensure we, we get the, the correct feedback? I fully agree with that, and those were some excellent points for sure. Um, and, and you know, look, I'm really looking forward to the next few years uh, in terms of the wearable tech uh, development. One of the one of the things which I just um, um, studied recently was was Elon Musk's take on the whole wearable technology. I think he he's sort of taken it to the next level with with this mm. company called Neuralink. Where he's basically mm. basically developing technology to hack into your brain, not hack into your brain, but like help. In the first stage, I guess it was just to help people with uh, with uh, with brain injuries and brain damage and whatnot. But um, his vision um, for that company was to basically start extending um, yourself into uh, or together with AI um, and um, technology, which can create quite a quite an interesting future uh, vision for sure. But so so there are so many interesting developments uh, in the wearable de- device and uh, wearable tech. Um, um, future for sure, and you know, it, but it 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 can be quite o- overwhelming to look at all these wearable devices, especially for someone who hasn't used these previously. What I mean, what's your take on like how should how could someone just get started with wearable tech? Because you got like millions of different watch, smart watches, and rings and headbands and and all sorts of gadgets uh what's your take on i mean how how could someone like start get started uh in the wearable space i think that's always a a, you know sort of a what is your preference or what are you going to use it for i actually have a lot of my friends always reaching out to me saying i want to track my steps what, and I don't want to watch because I have a watch already. Mm. And that's normally how the discussion starts. And then it's a very clear, it's just a band for tracking. And, you know, again, this is something I've, I've said for many years. I wonder why nobody has really just created a very normal, easy, simple, not so heavy tech loaded, what I call idiot band <laughs> that actually focusing a little bit more on looking better as Laura, as you pointed out, why are you hiding your whoop? Um, yep. You know, look, looking better and something that you actually feel comfortable wearing all day next to your jewelry. Um, and again, you know, is this a jewelry company that should solve this? It's a question because yeah, jewelry question. companies are to create beautiful pieces, but no one's been actually actively um, 
um, doing this. So again, you know, it's, 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 it's out there for someone to, 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 to grab. But I would say if you get started, depending on, um, depending on if you're a person clearly who likes, um, I think everybody has a pair of headphones these days, right? And, uh, and that's the form factor where you, whether it's in your ears or over, over a headband. So for me, you know, it comes more down to if you want to really start to track um, I would say make a decision. Is it, is it, is it the product that you very heavily going to use for sport? Is, are you really curious about every second in your run? Is it, is it like really about optimizing? Then I would say, you know, you should go after the, um, soon to, and the Garmin, because I think there's some really great products out there. Um, and, and, and buy, buy that to get started with. If you want the full integration where you start to, you know, share your data, um, and, and maybe, and then you have two choices. I think the whoop is an excellent product, really excellent. It's not real time. It actually tracks what you do. And then every, I would say two to three hours, it updates the app. Um, but it's just working in the background. You have the app where you can go in and basically see everything. And then I, but I think, you know, ultimately if you're, if you're looking for one device that can, that can cope with everything and can also help you throughout the day, I would say the, the Apple watch is, is really, you know, probably my, my favorite wearable, I would say on the yeah. market, just because functionality wise, you decide what do I switch on? You can switch on very little. You can switch on a lot. Um, I just miss what you guys are doing, you know, on the aggregation side, I miss that across all the different apps I use, <clears throat> you know, and, and bringing everything together, getting that one picture. But I would also say to people that don't like wrist worn devices, why not try the ring options? Because they are looking good these days. Um, and, and I think there's some, there's some great products out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, obviously one of the questions which um, can become quite, um, quite, um, important that at some stage at least um, because of the, the amount of you know wearable devices we might have and all the gadgets and iPhones and smartphones and computers and screen time and, and whatnot I think you you already hinted uh, the answer towards this next question but what are some of your um, best tips in terms of controlling the usage of tech so that it doesn't become overwhelming Again, I think um, this is really something that we can control um, on, a, on a daily basis. Um, and, I, and I always smile when people say to me, technology is making us sick or it's, uh, you know, it's sort of speeding up our lives. I think our lives were always fast. <laughs> and technology, and especially now in, in the current times, is actually proving to show that it's helping us. It's actually, if we didn't have technology, when we were, all went into lockdown in all the different areas of the world, we would really be struggling. Um, so I would say, you know, um, from my perspective, use technology, look at it as anything in life. You know, the first, when, when I always say when, when TV was created, I mean, people didn't start TV for, you know, when, when the first TV came out, people didn't say, oh, now everybody's getting lazy because of TV, they're sitting at home. Maybe that there was an element of that, right, many years ago. But you, you cannot blame technology for, for, for everything. So it is, I think it's something that needs to be integrated into our lives in a, in a bigger way. So what do I mean by that? I mean that it should be part of school education, how you use technology, what can technology do for you. Um, it should be an area that we talk more freely and openly about. 
we should be sharing our data more and we should actually be encouraged to do that because we get something back when we share our data. Um, and then I think the technology companies out there, you know, whatever opinion you might have of them um, as a user, every single company is trying to create um, better, I would say a better experience like dark mode. Take that for example, you know, dark mode for me is, um, is really something that is, 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 is helping you. You don't get the blue light. You, you feel a little better when you look at your screens. So, you know, I think there's ways of actually um, controlling your, your technology around you and, and making it easier for you to use. I would also say, you know, um, screen time, for example, how many people switch that on? I mean, I, I was so surprised my screen, my screen time on the second day of being in lockdown was 12 hours. Wow, <laughs> and, wow. You know, and that was between all the screens, of course, I have, you know, but still. And then you think, okay, did I actually on that day, did I ever, did I watch the, even the TV screen? I don't think I had time, but, but still, you know, you, you get really shocked by that. And I think... If, if you don't, if you're not aware of that and have screen time or, 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 and look at the different places where you spend the time, that can really also help you and guide you and say, and that's also where you can say to yourself, okay, what's the good and healthy habits I need to create? So, um, so for me, to, and this is also comes back, uh, Nico, you know, to the beginning of the conversation, I really see technology as something that you integrate in your total lifestyle during the day. Don't look at it as a, there's technology and there's, there's me. You should look at it as it's part of your everyday life because like it or not, it is. We all, the, the, the one item we all cannot live without is our phone. And that is basically your connection to the world, to your family, to your friends, to everything you do. So if that's the case, then I think it's very important to have a healthy relationship with the technology and everything else you connect to it. Um, and that's why lifestyle, you know, I, I, I would look at it as how, how, how do I use technology to guide my lifestyle in a better way? How do I use different apps to, you know, encourage my productivity? Um, in the car, right now, how can I use apps to help me with fitness at home? So I don't, you know, kind of have an excuse of, of, of not actually being active. Um, so I really feel that and strongly feel that, um, it, it, if you integrate this as a part of your lifestyle, even small parts, then I think, um, you will actually see starting a much bigger benefit um, from it. And I think also the current technology is reminding us about, you know, the screen time, you get the weekly notification saying, you know, your screen time is 7% up. That's, that might be a wake up call for many, many people like, oh, oh dear, I actually need to do other stuff uh, and not just, you know, have my Zoom calls all day long or, you know, play with my Instagram or whatever it is that you're doing. So that, that's kind of the, the beauty of automation is that it's, it's pushing this stuff to your face. And also what you can mindfully do is switch off the notifications. So let's say after 7 p.m. you won't get pinged every time there is an email coming in or whatever other notifications you might have. So mm. you can actually mindfully um, take some distance and, you know, relax yourself before bedtime and this kind of stuff. And I think with the, with the current um, amazing level of technology, you can really customize everything to your liking and ensure that, you know, if you, you know, want to, 
let's say, improve your quality of sleep, that you actually um, have the reminders coming in two, two hours before your usual bedtime, that, you know, now it's time to switch off exactly. devices and, and chill and maybe do a breathing exercise, um, have a light snack, whatever it is that you personally feel is benefiting your sleep most. So I think it, it also helps. Um, and I think one of the interesting things is that now with the technology, um, we have all these amazing um, mindfulness and meditation apps, and they are kind of increasing our awareness of being present and in the moment, which is kind of ironic because, you know, you need to use technology to get the message that they're spreading, which is, you know, don't use technology all the time. Be present when you are present, in a sense, like when you're talking to your family or, or your friends or something, don't scroll your phone and listen to what they have to say and, you know, be there, be, be there for them and engage in that conversation. And then there's, you know, whenever you use your, uh, let's say your phone for Instagram, then that's a separate time and then you're present in that. But I think it's, it's kind of funny because now, uh, thanks to technology, we have access to all these mindfulness gurus who are preaching this amazing message like you know you need to be present in whatever you do uh but then again you need to use technology to get that kind of content and encouragement to to be more present so that's a, that's a, such a great point which um which you raised Laura, because obviously um using technology um and spending so many hours um, in front of screens and all that that can actually um i'm, I'm uh, this is not this is not coming from a medical advisor or anything, but uh, this is just from my personal experience, can actually uh, increase anxiety quite a lot as well. So that's why um, it's so important to make those right decisions and, and right um, choices in your life to actually manage that, i.e. being present, being here now, um, and meditation, mindfulness exercise can definitely help you with that as, as well. Um, um, so this has been such an such an in-depth and awesome discussion so far. I mean, uh, I, I'm simply blown away. Uh, I really want to start trying um, a similar type of a morning routine as, as per what you have, uh, Suzanne, in terms of speaking to Siri <laughs> and, and not, not like scrolling through my phone for, for the first what, what not minutes um, of the morning. Because, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I, I try to... Um, be very mindful of my own healthy habits and, and follow them quite religiously. But that screen time thing is, is that's not working for me currently at all. So, so that's something that I will definitely <laughs> start working. Towards. That, exactly. That can, that can be challenging, but uh, just to add to Lara's last comment as well, you know, I mean, as I said, I really struggle with, with meditation and that's a, that's a personal um, issue for me and I'm really trying to get better at it, but I'm actually using my breathing app at night. The breathing yeah. app on the Apple Watch. I'm using that to, to 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 get my breathing right. As you just said, pointed out, bedtime, and then also when I'm just about to go to bed, I actually line. I breathe very deeply, and yeah. I use the app to 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 to, to for that. And then actually, I switch on what's called um, rainforest sounds, and that's just yeah. you know because I guess I just miss Africa a lot, right? Then the nights and the sounds and all of that, and. I think for me, it's just, um, so, so again, that, that is programmed for, I've already programmed it as a shortcut. It, it plays for about an hour and then it switches itself off. 
So it's just small things like that, right? Again, it is technology. It's technology running that. It's, it's getting you kind of ready and, and your mindset ready for, for, for bedtime. So, so I think people should just jump in and start, but, but actively start thinking about how they use it and not just expect it to work by itself, right? And do things on its own. Yeah. And I think like technology is invented by us, by humans. We should, you know, make it, sort of serve us better not make it you know it, it's not our boss it's it's our servant in a way and it's a very intelligent servant if you just are ready to program it to sort of fit your needs absolutely and it's 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 something that a lot of people may, might struggle including myself as well that we are not using it the existing apps and wearable tech to 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 their fullest uh, potential um such as siri for example as per what suzanne mentioned mentioned about uh using siri for you know making notes and um, shopping lists and so forth um, and so it's it in many cases it might actually be be the be the sort of issue that we're not actually studying the, the technology enough for us to be able to reap the full benefits out of it as well maybe Suzanne you need to write a book like technology for dummies <laughs> how to make it your servant <laughs> but you know it, it's so interesting also um you know, I, I'm really thinking about this because sometimes I think to myself when I'm also when I'm speaking at events and then um, talking about exactly this topic and especially the data topic I talk a lot about and how you how you should turn it around and see it as, as something that benefits your life. And, do you know, sometimes I say to myself, but this is such basic stuff, Suzanne, surely people are not interested in this, <laughs> you know, and, and actually then when I when I talk about it, then the, the, the feedback I get afterwards, the questions, the so you, you're spot on. There's, there's something in this. And I don't think we, we pay enough attention um, to, I mean, look, look what you guys, you also saw the opportunity. There's a big opportunity to bring everything together, right? Like in one place to start to guide you. So I think that there's such a huge opportunity for this. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm so excited. I mean, you know, I, I, I think this is, this is such an exciting part, exciting part of life um, when you can actually optimize your life every day. Because, you know, how, how, can you, how can we just do that without any data or knowledge on how our bodies are performing, how we're feeling, have, you know, just some guidance. And, and now we have it, right? And it's all about how you pull all of that together and, and also then start, like you said, let it be your servant. Let it start to work for you. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my, this this has been such an interesting discussion. Um, we've run run this for an hour already, and there there would be so many so many um, uh, like like divergences in, into the topics we could dive into. We'll do that in in the next uh, next parts of this uh, this podcast series um, for sure. Um, now, Suzanne, what would be your three top tips on how to implement wearable tech to support your healthy habits? So my three top tips is first find a device wherever you want, however you want to wear it and um, that works for you. Even if it's just a sleep tracker that you put um, like bedded that you put under your mattress, if you want to track your sleep, start with a, a, a you know, a device that a, a tech device that works for you and that focuses on the area that you want to get guidance on. Um, and then I would say start to take that data and start to really look at that data and understand 
you know, a little more about your body and then also learn from that and actually understand, do I need to move more? Do I need to switch off better? Is it, is it my breathing? You know, really start to understand a little more the data, you, the feedback you get. I would also say don't be scared of sharing your data um, because, and, and I know this is a topic that's very black and white, but to me, that will always be my, my point. I actually think it can, um, you can benefit greatly from it. Um, and, um, and then I would say that um, there's so many health apps, there's so many, and we can, as you say, Nico, we can do a whole series where I think we can just talk about different apps and, and how you, you know, I, what apps should you bring together? Um, you know, we can talk, have a whole discussion about aggregating um, with HealthZilla. Um, you know, but I think there's so many different um, applications out there. So pick the ones where you feel if you want to increase your productivity during the day, you want to um, sort of uh, get on top of, your, uh, on top of your morning, start working on your shortcuts. And also, don't forget, as what I say, I'm a big, big believer in using uh, voice assistants. So, um, you know, if, you, if you're in, um, I think in most of the English-speaking countries in the world, you know, the voice assistants are getting smarter. And, and start to use it as, as a, sort of to speed up your day and not to look into your screen. So actually cutting your screen time by doing that. Such, such great tips. Thank you so much for, for them. Laura, do you have anything to add? I think the list was pretty... Uh... Actually, I, I wrote down a few notes and those were my points as well. <laughs> so you kind of stole it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, what, you know, if, if you're not tracking, you cannot measure and, you know, you wouldn't know if you're progressing or not. So that's, I would say, the satisfying part of having any kind of device is that once you start tracking, you can measure, you can see your progress, uh, you know, objectively, not just, you know, based on the gut feel, which we've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. Now it's kind of time to take the next step and start looking at it uh, objectively, not just, you know, the gut feel is obviously an important part and it should support whatever your, your, your data is, is saying. Uh, but then again, I, th I think like we just need to, like Suzanne, you said, uh, technology is already here. We cannot kind of fight it. We've created it ourselves as humans. So why not just make the, the most out of it? And I think sort of the, the one thing I would add to Suzanne's uh, great list is, is taking control. So if you're afraid of the data privacy stuff and, and sort of um, aggregating that data and whatnot, uh, take control. You as a consumer are actually um, able to control whatever, um, you know, whatever apps you download, whatever wearables you're using, you can control the data flows and uh, the, the privacy of that data. So make sure you buy the device um, you're comfortable with. So let's say Android versus um, um, Apple iPhone. Uh, look into the policies beforehand. And I would say then you can, you can make informed choices. And it's the same with the wearable devices. Make sure that, you know, you actually read uh, and, and um, go into the settings and see what you're sharing with which organization or whatever application or whatnot. So don't just, you know, um, it will obviously take a bit of time, um, but then you can be sure that you have control over that data and you can use it in a meaningful manner. 
And then uh, with the apps, I would just add that um, do it gradually. I mean, once you have your fabulous new phone and your fabulous new wearable device, you can go totally overboard and start everything at once. And ultimately, that might become super overwhelming. So maybe the first step is to start tracking like Suzanne already encouraged. And then the second step, once you're comfortable with that, um, you know, you might download some of the, the workout apps or meditation apps or nutrition or what, whatever is your gig and start slowly increasing that and then integrate the voice into that and sort of build it gradually. Don't try to, you know, conquer Mount Everest uh, on the first day. So that would such, be my additions. That's such great tips. Um, now, this, as per what I mentioned already, this discussion has been so so exciting and, and mind-expanding for me, at least. Uh, for sure, the listeners will get a ton of value and, and, and great tips from, from this uh, episode, for sure. Suzanne, where can uh, people follow you? On social media, or, or do you have any web pages or whatnot? I think the best places to find me is uh, on Instagram. I use that channel uh, quite a lot. And then also on uh, LinkedIn, um, where I'm pretty active. Um, so those would be the two areas to, 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 to find me. Fabulous. We, we will be including your social handles in the show notes, um, um, after this, um, after this podcast. So people can then, sh- can, can then follow you and obviously, um, look into the journey of integrating tech more into your healthy habits uh, going forwards as well, both just on, from a healthy habits perspective and of course, improving your productivity at the same t- time. Thank you so much, Suzanne. And thank you so much, Laura, for joining us on this Health Till Weekly um, episode on how to uh, wake up with Siri each morning and integrate tech into your daily routines. Uh, this has been such an awesome discussion. Um, do, re- do remember to go into the Apple App Store and download the Healthzilla app today for free and start your journey towards uh, building up your healthy habits. Thank you so much, everyone, for this episode. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.